Sam in the end any complaints with the outcome? No, not really. Only because because of our injury problems, not not Liverpool being at their best. I think that not only that we had any problems in the first half, particularly. I thought we we were more than comfortable without being as good as we know we can be ourselves uh, in possession. But uh, I think that because of injury problems today before the game and injury problems during the game, we've had three players come off injury and up with ten men is the reason one of the biggest reasons why Liverpool won today. Uh, didn't create that much, didn't create that much in the first half um, uh, because of Ginger's injury at half-time and no other centre-half recognised apart from young Reese Oxford allowed Sterling to get him by and I don't blame Ginge for that because he was backing off trying to protect his hamstring in the end he had to come off, Reedy's come off with hamstring and Andy Carroll um, with a knee so that were the others we've had we just couldn't get there in the second half like we'd have liked to and uh, like I said, in the first half, we were more than comfortable. Hello and welcome to the Knees Up by the Brown West Ham podcast. Transfer deadline day special. Can you Woo! feel the tension? We are live from outside Stoke City. Pre-recorded <laughs> live. We've got reporters all over the nation, but... But the main guys, the ones who know what's going on, they've got their phones at the ready. We're, we're across the wires this evening. Firstly, in the studio, James Longman is I'm, here. I'm next to the fax machine. <laughs> when that fax goes, we know something serious has happened. And at one end of a tin tin can with a straw in it, we've got Dan Story. Big on Sky, he's big on Sky Movies, once of MTV. He's a big, big face in the chicken run. Wow. Well, uh, what news? Give us an exclusive right off the bat so we get the listeners interested. <laughs> well, the carrier pigeon hasn't come back yet, but <laughs> we're still still holding out hope. Right, Any st- minute straight now. Straight away. Wait, Any look, minute now. I'm getting this just through now on Twitter. West Ham News are tweeting that Corker is part of the agency Dave Sully, Dave Sully tweeted about. What, James, are you any more on this? I just looked up what Dave Sully tweeted and I couldn't say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently uh, we're trying to get Steve Corker from QPR and someone's saying as part of a swap deal with Jar. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Graham Howlett tweeting just now, uh, a bit belated, but the very best of luck to Dougie Freeman at Nottingham Forest. That, is, that has no relevance to anything West Ham for as far as I can make it. The other good thing about this episode is this is all now old news. Yep. So this time tomorrow we'll obviously have Messi. Of course. Yeah. Oh, well, Jack Sullivan just tweeted one minute ago. I saw you after. But you, you can't let the frenetic pace of transfer deadline day stop. You, you never, you know what transfer we, deadline day says, is. I know. We have been trying all day to. This will be on uh, Sky Sports News as we speak. We've been trying all day to sign CBS, but unfortunately, all deals faltering at the moment. He means centre backs. CBS. Oh, using the football manager terminology. That's what a youth says. They CBS. Yeah. Not the American uh, Fox all deals institution at the moment. television so, network. So we wait. Okay, so throughout the show, we're keeping our, our ears to the wires. As I said, we're going to look. We're watching out all the transfer news, but also within this show, we're going to be talking about Bristol City away and how we progress in the FA Cup. Uh, the Liverpool game is obviously a disaster. She loves you, which is the track we played in at the start of the show. That was number one last time we won at Anfield. Still yep. the case now. And then. Um, just transfer news for out. So Rate could be back. Carton Cole to West Brom. Everton want Reed in a uh, just swap, deal, for swap deal. Palermo to Ezekiel Munez. Uh, Derek Boyata. David Sullivan's in oh, France. David Sullivan. Why is he South there? South at the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> the great thing <laughs> about a can can dance. <laughs> great thing about all these mysteries is they are going to be solved by the time you're hearing this. So but this will be irrelevant. This is like a time capsule of excitement. 
<laughs> this will be completely irrelevant. You know, <laughs> this conjecture, most conjecture will be relegated to history, but not this. This episode will live on in the memory as a great time of excitement. Before we go further, we should mention sponsorship. Yes. So, we're finally getting around to having a sponsor. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, please email podcast at kumb.com. If you did email previously, we are going to be in touch. But uh, if you haven't and you are interested, we may we made a little uh, note on the forum, KMB forum the other day. Yep. If you are interested in sponsoring, email us, podcast at kumb.com, and you can be part of the frenetic excitement that is the Knees Not the Brown West Ham podcast. It's a genuine business opportunity. <laughs> it's genuine. No, it genuinely is. We have a genuine reach to be Alex Song man of the match every week as well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. once we get a sponsorship we'll guarantee you can give Song man of the match every week on, on live on this podcast a personal even when he's left <laughs> and a personal voice message from Ian Bishop to be negotiated oh yes we, we'll speak to Bishop about that Yeah. oh and we've got a, a guest player coming on in a couple of weeks like yeah, in the studio big big guest big so that's pretty guest. exciting so yeah. loads of excitement yeah be a part of it podcast at KMB. loads of excitement before we speak about the Liverpool match <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just touch on some feedback now to start the show, as we always do. Cameron Duff, he begins great banter and proper fan insight that I don't think any other podcast is capturing as well or could. Thanks a lot and keep it up. And that, you know, bear that in mind if you are considering sponsoring this. Uh, here are my additions to cast in the West Ham movie. My favourite spot so far. Please consider these at least for a minute. Firstly, Jason Statham as Dean Ashton. Got the barnet for it. Yep. Roberto Benigi as Zola. CSI. Oh, that's a good shout, actually, from uh, Roberto Benigni. That's Life What's is Beautiful. What's the film? Life is Beautiful. I was going to yeah. say it's wonderful life. Did somebody like say movie? <laughs> uh, CSI Miami guy, Adam Rodriguez as Da Costa. Wallace from Wallace and Gromit as Agar Magnuson. <laughs> Big Sam as himself, but if we couldn't get him, Meatloaf. And that Upton Duff, Cameron Duff there. Some good suggestions. Dan, you are in movies, essentially. Kind of. Yeah, on the kind of. I'm the man behind the man behind the man behind the man who sits in the cinema. Yeah. Right. Essentially, you're always behind men. Yeah. <laughs> mainly in mainly in special specialist clubs. <laughs> he's a, often and he's a man behind the man behind the man behind the man. Getting no love from a man behind. <laughs> wheels, wheels need to be greased and uh, deals need to be done. Mate, you're a giver, you're not a taker. Uh, you'll find him on the casting couch. Help us cast the West Ham movie. Have you got any ideas off the bat? Ooh, you put me on the spot there. Yeah, I'm trying I to think. Aladaris played by Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> J.K. Simmons as Ego Magnuson. I just thought that then. Yeah, so, yeah. There's been essentially. I mean, Ego Magnuson just. Yeah. yeah. Have a think, Dan. You can think about it. Yeah, we're gonna John, on it John Lithgow. Yeah. John Lithgow would be a good Ego Magnuson. Good. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, we should touch on as well. Later in the show, we're going to have Greg Demetrio telling us. Arthur a, Arthur Fowler, Bill Treacher as John Lyle, a lovable. Middle-aged man. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. You really thought about that. Yeah. Or Lou Carpenter, if we wanted a bit more jazzy. Bit more, if we wanted to make Lyle a bit more showbiz, we'd get Lou Carpenter. If we wanted to make it method, uh, it would be Bill Treacher. Oh, Bill Treacher as Arthur Fowler, as John Lyle. Gillian, Gillian Tailforth as Kathy Beale, as Frank McAvenny yes. in the 80s. Yes, Gillian Tailforth's a good shout. Yeah. I think she's a bit busy on the M4 at the moment. <laughs> she's done that once and it's never left her. <laughs> no. uh, from now on, for this, refer- this podcast will only be references from <laughs> 80s EastEnders. <laughs> for the kids. Sanjay was yeah, the 80s the and 90s. Um, right, let's talk about the Sorry. Bristol City game. Yes. Come on. Uh, 
Sacco's goal in the, first, in the second half. It was quite a dire first half, Dan. I mean, it wasn't just the first half. I mean, the whole team, I don't know whether it's a West Ham thing. We do it a lot, you know, sort of. For me, sometimes you feel like they almost go out there with a mindset that the game's done and dusted. That You know, we seem to raise our game so much more about, you know, when we go up against the bigger teams. And it was just such a sluggish nothing game really wasn't it I mean mm. Bristol was certainly on top but they never really I mean alright apart from Carroll's um, hand head sort yeah. of <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. you know what happened there but it just was a bit of a nothing game and like, but Sacco came on and he looked you know like Sacco uh, you know he looked like he was well up for it and yeah. obviously I don't know if we'll ever be seeing him ever again oh, I mean we'll, t- we'll touch on that in a bit but James Sacco came back he was incredible right it How much great. we've missed him! That was a great that first chance he had. Where he, he hit the crossbar, it up over the head, yeah. uh, OS. and a great header actually. Uh, mm. And that's let's give Carroll a little bit of love there. That was thanks to his hard work that we got that goal. Yeah, um, and him and Elmer Fatino really shook up the second half, and they were good subs by Sam, I think. Yeah, but it was dire. They were always going to be up for it, and we were always going to be in a bit of a battle. Um, and we we're probably lucky to get a win. Yeah, uh, but I'll take it. Thanks very much. Later. <laughs> uh, until until uh, we. But let's get, face it, uh, that weekend was mental. So to even come away with, yeah. like I say, without uh, having to go for yeah. a replay, just going through, but you, you're going to take it. That weekend was nuts. Yeah. Until we get kicked out of the FA Cup for playing, <laughs> for illegally playing Sacco. Also, um, our Omo, own player Omoyimi was on the bench, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tevez was coaching. <laughs> Why is it? I mean, still to talk about Sacco, Dan. You said it, but it's why always us? Like, whoa, we they seem to be the only ones unable to feel like f- like fielding players who shouldn't be there. But why I mean, is it always us? Who's the admin of it? Is Peter's story? What's he done? I mean, he left yeah. and the Omoyemi <laughs> guy got sacked, didn't he? He did. Yeah, but who knows what's going? And didn't I don't it even... with Stimak as well. I think I remember really? Stimak when we were in our little brief UEFA Cup or whatever the European Cup mm-hmm. was at that time. I'm sure we played him. And he wasn't supposed to be playing. And it all came down to something like he, somebody at the club just asked him, oh, are you still suspended mm. from your previous? And he just went, nah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> odd. it's odd, isn't it, that we, we don't ever seem to know what's going on. And also, we don't, I don't understand why there's an issue. I, what is it, I don't understand. Nobody seems to know what the issue is mm. and why we can... P- partly, I thought, if, if we were lying all along and he was fitter sooner than uh, he was always going to be fitter sooner mm. then surely we should have rested him against Bristol City and played him against Liverpool I'd rather that option mm, so it I seems like maybe he was just fitter quicker than we thought mm. but I mean, but then he just made us suffer against Liverpool because then we can put our full team but out but how many times do you see this happen where a player is like withdrawn from international duty and is playing the week after I mean this happens all the time yeah. What, yeah. what is special about this what is special because about it's this West Ham. Uh, also because also what we need to remember is timing of this Obviously, the FIFA um, president elections aren't too far away. Mm. And he, you know, Blatter's going to make a point to his probably well, Senegalese the mates. are the ones that keep him in a job, essentially. So he's got to prove a Wasn't point, Wasn't the really. lad at Leicester? They had a similar mm. problem, didn't they? Didn't he pull out? This was only, he played like a week after. Yeah. He played before Sacco, didn't yeah. he? It was a lad at Leicester. But mm. are, are they being... And no, yeah, nobody seems to give a damn. Because <laughs> they're, they're not West Ham. Um, going, it, going back to the FA Cup for a second, so we we would be... We beat uh, Bristol City, but then we've got West Brom away, Dan. I mean, Pulis. On that. I mean, Pulis, you just do not want to go up again. I mean, we were pretty poor against them at home yeah. just a few weeks back. Um, it's, you know, it's not the best place you want to go, is it? Mm. You know, especially with all the, like you say, you've got Chelsea, City, Spurs, all out. I mean, it could have been worse. 
You know, I was literally sitting at home thinking we're going to get Man United at Old Trafford. Mm. So perhaps West Brom at the Hawthorns <laughs> isn't yeah. too bad. But it would have been nice to have had a home fixture. Yeah. But, I mean, West Brom, James, I mean, they just got thumped by Spurs, didn't they? Well, the that's, I was, I was um, sorry for cursing here, but I was pleased Spurs gave them a spanking <laughs> because I'd love a run in the FA Cup uh, further on. And they've also got Burnley next, I think. So if they lose that, they're going to be in a real relegation scrap. Mm. And... He's not going to fancy FA Cup. Old Pulis, the, oh yeah, the yeah. the cap wearing shell suit wearing <laughs> yeah, pikey yeah. twat. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. I just so, it's it's Pulis. I just yeah. have we. What is our record against him? I mean, have we ever? I mean, it's not great, is it? Okay. He's always been a wind up merchant, yeah, yeah. isn't he? It's the cap. Yeah, it's just his it's whole it, demeanour. I know he looks like a deputy PE teacher, head head of PE, doesn't he? He doesn't. He <laughs> looks like a. He looks like some kind of geography teacher who would shank you down the market. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got some breaking transfer news. Ex-West Ham employee is tweeting that he's going from a decent source that QPR want to swap Jarvis for Corker. How would we feel about that that deal? I think I'd take it. I think really? I would, yeah. I mean, we've got to almost accept the fact now that I think Reed is gone. He's yeah. going in, the, whether he goes tonight or whether he goes at the end of the you know season he's gone Corker for now for you know yeah. to choose between the four centre backs would be a good option uh, Jarvis for what what I mean I just don't know what's happened there but I mean mm. he's just not cut it. I mean we we sat there during the Everton match and watched and he physically looks like a man yeah. who's just lost every yeah. inch of you know he's running around in circles isn't he well Downing was yeah. giving him a real yeah. going over well we said if Downing's giving you a bollocking <laughs> you know you're in trouble. You know you're. You know you've you lost know your confidence. You've done something he, wrong. It's just again, it's the West Ham thing, isn't it? You sort of think when he used to play against us, that game for Wolves, he absolutely annihilated us. And you know when we bought him, or I, I wasn't too mad on the fee that we paid for him. But as a player, you want him in your side when he's yeah. playing good. But he's just, it's just never really worked out for him mm. and us. Just, I think he suffered last season for not having. Um, Carroll uh, playing up there mm. because that's essentially what his crosses are for yeah. and he's yeah. suffered from that and his confidence is so shot now yeah. and the injuries I don't think he's quite got it back yeah. um, <coughs> and it's just in Go from on. the rib man looking forward to Sunday already Brick Lane and West Ham Sunday's rib day <laughs> breaking uh, news Darren breaking. Williams listen to the show Darren Williams says can't wait for both <laughs> It's getting emotional out there on Twitter. <laughs> it's getting emotional. Uh, it's Moose, is, Moose is tweeting that uh, Everton are favourites to sign Aaron Lennon. I'd love Aaron I Lennon. I would take Aaron Lennon, yeah. Moose is tweeting that West Ham won the FA Cup in 1980. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. news. Breaking news. Queen Victoria taken ill. <laughs> Dinosaurs under threat, according to Moose. This is breaking news. <laughs> the world uh, is not flat. I repeat, the world is not flat. P.S. <laughs> great pies at Southampton today. Uh, Moose is reporting that there's, there's an actual bi- tweet rather than anything else. <laughs> Moose oh, we has just you, reported Moose. a big bang yeah. at the dawn of time. He has just reported... <laughs> this is breaking news here. Um, it's right. a thankless task he's got, really, isn't it? Right, we touch on Winston Reid. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk. We should move on to Liverpool through him, yes. I think. Yeah. I mean, the Liverpool game, like, usually when we put a round order together, like, you have a few things to say about a game, but... What is there to say about that game? We were just Inevitable. like we weren't That's even all in there it. Is like, to say. It's really difficult to find any kind of analysis because it was like we turned up and that was that. Inevit- like I said to you, it's. I mean, we should basically just boycott Merseyside. I yeah. think it's just it's like a sort of <laughs> no go zone for West yeah. Ham now and for but, people with wallets. But it was just. <laughs> I think. I think for me, you know, we was joking about it before kickoff on Saturday that 
you were like, oh, Sturridge is back in the squad, is he? Oh, well, what are the odds you're going to get on him to score? And you say it tongue-in-cheek, oh, you're yeah. joking, but at the back of your head, you're not joking. And yeah. then five minutes before full-time, what happens? And yeah. it's, that's, for me, what really is the gut puncher. Losing to Liverpool, I mean, they're on a good run at the moment, yeah. they're doing well. It's not the end of the world, but it's the inevitability. It's the fact that West Ham yeah. are so... Just they seem to have a knack of being able to deliver exactly what you yeah. think they're going to deliver. Yeah. Well, also it's it's like we had a lot of we didn't have a full team out, which again yeah. seems to which be a Merseyside been, thing. Yep, and also the fact that they stopped Song from playing and Downing from playing and cuts off all our creativity, and yet. Why can't we stop their creative players from playing? Yeah. Like we saw, Sterling was their best when we beat him at the Bolin. Sterling was their best player. Yeah. And yet we let him run, a, run us, yeah. you know, run, run rings around us. But they did, and Coutinho was excellent. But let's be honest, they do have a better team than us, of course. <laughs> but and I, I mean, I certainly would never want to join the Boo Boy Brigade with the Nolan aspect here. I mean, but oh, yeah. I mean, guys, I mean, it's one thing to say like, okay, we're going to drop Noble and you know rotate the squad. That's fine. But like you just said with Downing, there is Downing's been a revelation this season for one reason because they've stuck him at the tip of the diamond, right? Mm. So when you then go and shunt him out to the wing again, like we did against Liverpool, you just you just can't understand the thinking behind mm. it. What You're sacrificing Downing's favoured position to accommodate Nolan, which mm. is where he is at his best. But then down in, like you say, we're all screaming at him like, well, he's not doing this right. He, well, we know he's not going to do mm. this or that because he's not, he's not a winger anymore. He mm. is... We've seen how good he is and how creative he is when he's at the tip of that diamond. So yeah. I just, like I say, I hate to be part of this, you know, sort of boring mm. boo brigade with Nolan now. It is ridiculous. Um, but when things like that happen, it's almost like Sam seems to be like setting him up for a fall, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, why don't we... You know, we missed Kuyate, didn't we? We miss mm. him because he does all the dirty well, work and allows Song to we, play. I mean, we literally missed him for a period because we didn't know where he was. I know, but it, that's what this is another thing I'm going to go on to. So we put us and Newcastle paid for a private jet back for him yeah. uh, from African nations, and he's injured. You know, save money, put him on the bus. Get him on EasyJet. <laughs> <laughs> save money, put him on the bus. Don't bother. But wasn't it's it so he, typical? So he waits until he lands and he's like back in the comforts of home to go, oh, by the way, boss, my ankle's bugging. <laughs> it's like, is that not uh, something you maybe you could have mentioned before? Uh, yeah. so, so we chartered that 70 grand plane. Uh, give us a bit of breaking news, James. I see you looking at Twitter. Go now. Uh, Don't think about it. Go. Have we signed Messi? As Jack has just said, all deals for centre-backs keep falling at certain hurdles. The latest appears to be Kolka getting worried now. Two dots from ex-West Ham employee. Just two <laughs> dots, though. Um, it's not three dots is like, oh, shit, he is getting worried. Two dots is, I'm a bit worried. Wasn't it this time last season that we had the exact same problem? The yeah. three centre-backs, just yeah. one after the other. Well, we like, didn't have, do you remember Matty Taylor playing right-back, didn't we? Yeah. Madness. They let's all t- went. Let's talk oh, about- Collins, again, sorry, in the Liverpool match, Collins made a, game, a couple of good you know, challenges. Winston Reid switches off. He's ball watching. He switches off. If you look how much space Sturridge had when he got, gets away from him, you know, it's in, it, I'll be intrigued if he goes to top four team how he's going to get on because I don't think he'll cut the mustard. Do you think he'll have a case of the Modi armies, Dan? Yeah. I, yeah, might, I, I do. You know. I, think that, I think he'll go somewhere for about six months maybe. Everything will be yeah. rosy. And, what, and I wouldn't mind betting he'll be another one that where in two years' time you'll see him turn up at like a yeah. mid table you know it's like oh Winston Reid goes to West Brom for four yeah. million pounds or Everton yeah, yeah. for you know it's like I, I think he's getting a bit of like works, 
you know, delusions of grandeur. He's a great centre back on his yeah. day, but is he top four Champions League? level mm, that's the question it's funny as well like his uh, he won man of the match against Bristol City A Gary Lineker called him Stephen Reid and then se- secondly his like his demeanour in that interview again he never smiles and like he hardly ever does interviews as well does he but he was so awkward in that interview it was weird yeah, yeah he doesn't seem to be a fan of uh, talking on the spot does he <laughs> <laughs> or just smiling James no I've always that's been my issue with him. Doesn't smile enough. I want to see that lovely smile. But do you think it is it really, down? It really lights his face up. <laughs> but do you think it is down to the fact that <laughs> he's literally waiting for that question? Yeah, I maybe. think that ever no, since no, he's the never summer. smiled. He hasn't been waiting for that question since he signed for us, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he has been. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's just getting a bit boring now, really, yeah. isn't it? It's just one of those look what you know what's going on. I mean, yeah. if he ends up at Spurs. At least we'll have a new Jermaine Defoe to, um, to yeah. To you know, it's been a while since we've had a, um, Judas. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the chance of Judas. I could see him at somewhere like he'll end up at somewhere like Everton. I think. In fact, he's been that's been um, suggested today in a swap deal. Yeah. He'll end up somewhere like Everton, another kind of mid to slightly yeah. above mid-table team. Yeah. Um, Although it's that Everton are languishing below us. Like even though we lost at the weekend. And haven't had a good run. I was just, I was just still shocked at how far above everyone we are. <laughs> Until Swansea won yesterday, we're still six points off people. I'm like, this is remarkable. It isn't a pretty looking fixture list coming up, though, yeah. is it? It's but quite... we've got enough points on the board to be safe. I'm kind of quite relaxed about it. Relegation yeah. thread. Yeah. <laughs> um, Latest QPR. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, our next guest is a man who knows what will be going on in those hallowed MDF towers down at Upton Park right now because he has been there on transfer deadline night himself. Our next guest is former head of media, Greg Dimitriou. How you doing, Greg? I'm good, I'm good. Good to speak to you. Yeah, good to have you on. Yeah, I mean, so right now, paint a picture for us. What is likely to be happening? It's probably a fairly empty office, actually. Um, not, many, not many people around, but there will be one or two, or, or uh, club secretary, uh, a couple of the media guys, definitely. Uh, probably lots of pizza, takeaways, and uh, for, the, uh, for the staff, I must say. But um, yeah, always a good time. I, I remember it uh, probably, I think when I was on before, I said it was probably the, the best day of the season, really deadline day. Um, and hopefully, um, there'll, there'll be a few things on the go, and that they'll be trying to a deal or two and that, that was what I always remember that you were sitting there with the, with all the knowledge um, and uh, you know hoping that deals would be done or you know players coming in certainly and uh, yeah just trying to get it done you'd be writing the stories to getting the press releases ready um, often it was in vain you'd write a press release knowing you know get it all cleared and everything but you know, you'd know full well that you wouldn't necessarily see the light of day but um, yeah really really sort of exciting evening just like Anybody sat at home watching it on the TV, really, or listening on the radio, it's pretty similar. You're sitting there waiting for stuff to happen, and, um, yeah. Uh, so, who, is there, does someone release stuff to the press, like all this gossip stuff? Is that from agents, or is that from uh, someone within? It can be anyone. It can be anyone. I'd say pretty, they're pretty tight within the club, because you know you want deals to be done, and I'm, um, certainly I work with different managers and different owners, and, um, you know, sometimes, I, mean, I can remember... Uh, my last couple of years at the club with uh, with the two Davids, David Sullivan and David Gold, they were very clever in terms of not clever, but trying to uh, keep fans informed as much as they could. And you know, and if if a signing was almost done or they knew it was going to be done, they'd, they'd you know try and uh, give that bit of information to people. But you can be anyone; it can be agents who are talking or 
it might just be a mate, a, a mate of the player um, who's, uh, who's, who's, you know, given given a bit of a tip off to somebody. But but generally, you try and run a keep it quite quiet um, because you don't want the deals to fall through and um, and or somebody else to get uh, get you know, get a sniff of it and then steal the player away. So. Uh, yeah, can be can be anyone. You, you, you're often, you, well, when I was working there, I was reading the message boards myself, just trying to get a bit of extra information. Cause, uh, <laughs> the ITKs or the in the nose as they were at the time, um, sometimes they were bang on, and you'd, you'd wonder, you'd, you'd, you'd go and check it out with uh, someone within the club high up, and they'd say, actually, that's right. So, um, yeah. Oh, this just in that Darren Fletcher and Carlton Cole deals now back on at West Bromwich Albion. Ooh. Ooh. Carlton Cole, if Carlton Cole goes. Yeah. Surely we'll be getting someone in to replace him. Wow, Greg, what do you think? I, I would. Uh, well, uh, this is the thing. Knowing Carlton personally from from pretty much day one when I joined the club, I'd, I'd uh, like a lot of fans be very really sad to see him go if he does because he's he's, he's West Ham through and through. And uh, yeah, uh, from a playing perspective, I think uh, it'd be a blow because I think he's done well off the bench and been a. He's one of those players that is happy to sort of try and fight for his place and, and you know around the training ground is is great for the morale. So. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a blow. So I mean, interestingly, like players who play for West Ham who might be on the way out, where 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 do you kind of station them? Do they have to wait at the training ground, or are they at homes, or are they at the ground? Yeah, they're not around really at the gra- the ground. Players that have gone because often you you wouldn't even get to see them or say goodbye. I mean, they they wow. just um, they're they're often doing what they've got to do. I mean, uh, there was um, trying to think of times when players there was one player actually I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to, which was probably. Um, the, the one I remember most was think actually I think the day before deadline day, and I was called into the chief exec's office, and it was um, he was laughing, he was, he was uh, quite sort of had a big smile on his face, and uh, told me that Julian Faubert, um a club, had, there was this club that wanted permission to speak to him, but I'd never guessed who it was, and uh, I must admit I said about a hundred clubs before I, I joking said Real Madrid. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and that went through, and I never got to speak to Julian. But thankfully, he came back actually, and he was great. He was when he came back, he was brilliant. But um, at the time, he had trouble with injury, and I just remembered that one. You know, that was an example of a deal. I'd sort of having to write that press release and get the news out there um, was quite uh, quite interesting because no one saw it coming. Um, mm. But generally, you don't you don't get a chance to say goodbye until the next day or whatever. You might send him a text or wish them well but it's all about the players coming in really on deadline death and in terms of those players coming in like yeah. say we had a bid accepted for a player from Everton how on earth do you arrange that player to come in for a medical with the time of its constraints and that's got yeah down? often it's done often it's done really I mean West Ham have got a couple of places that they, they use but you you, you sometimes you know, they're nearby um, but I think there's a place in Bucca still if I remember but there's, um, there's yeah there's uh, exactly there's <laughs> There's ways and means you get play, you get somebody out to do the medical, um, and uh, it just has to happen. You know, often you you know you just have to take it, not a gamble, but you 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 know it depends how keen you are to get the player in and what time you've got. Um, sometimes it's done a few days before, but then mm. nothing starts to move until the, just in case, and then it all happens at the last the last minute. Yeah, and just kind of just on that point. Why is like transfer deadline day so exciting, and why do clubs leave everything to the last minute like they do today? Yeah, you wonder about that. I, I, I used to wonder the same thing when I was sitting there at one in the morning, still working, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying yeah, to. Uh, yeah, exactly. But um, I, I don't know. It, it is a, must be a number of reasons. I, I, you sometimes think cl- some clubs, you know, it saves on the wages if you don't get them to the last minute. Um, but I think it is. You just want to try and call bluff, isn't it? You you want to. 
you, you might get a better deal if you wait to the end. And I know from, I mean, particularly the, the, the current owners, are, particularly David Sullivan and Sam, they sort of work, they've both got their different ways of working, but they're both very organised and would have, have it all lined up, you know, three or four options. You hope that sort of tonight that might be the case if, if some, you know, if, if somebody's going that there is a, a plan to bring them in. But, um, I got to admit the first couple of years it was a bit more, you know, a bit more fun and games at the club. It was all very, you'd be signing players maybe two weeks later. I remember we signed, um, Franco, uh, the Mexican striker, um, well into September. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, if you get players out of contract, so, um, that seemed to be the way it was time for a bit that we'd, we'd get players, you know, after the deadline. Um, mm. who knows? There's just different, just different way. I, I think it's, uh, clubs, clubs, I think probably just brinkmanship. They want to, they want to leave it to the last minute. Um, mm. see what deal they can get. Yeah. And, um, last, last question. So David, David Sullivan's in France. Do you think we should be reading anything into that? He's back from France. Oh, he's back Jack from France. Sullivan's Breaking just news. tweeted he's back from France. <laughs> uh, would you read anything into that? I, 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 I would, the only thing I would know is, uh, given how many emails that I used to see and, um, how, you know, how much would be going on that they will be working flat out. I, I remember that the, the time we signed, I think we needed a striker desperately and I think in a space of a couple of days we signed Benny McCarthy, Mido, <laughs> and then right at the, uh, in the last minute we signed Ilan, um, the Brazilian striker. He was, um, probably the least known of the three but turned out to be quite a, you know, just what we needed really and, um, I remember that was sort of David Sullivan working flat out, um, trying to get, you know, trying to get those deals done. And, um, you know, you know that maybe they won't all work, but one does. And I'm sure if anyone's out there doing that at the moment, that, that they, they'll be, you know, the owners will be doing their best to, to get someone in. Um, and Sam as well. So we shall see. We shall see. There's a few hours that, yeah, my son's gone to bed. He promised, I promised him that I'll wake him up to tell him if he signed someone, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> what level of player would it have to be for you to wake him up? <laughs> oh, he's, 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 he's obsessed by the, uh, the, the Sky Sports thing already. He's eight years old and, uh, uh. and he's all, even though absolutely nothing has happened so far, he's, uh, he still thinks that it's, uh, exciting yeah yeah. tonight and Christmas they're the two days yeah yeah absolutely absolutely it's a good day I mean I I did speak to somebody at the club earlier and your mind goes back to it and as I say it's uh, it's exciting maybe not tonight as in in other years but um, there's always uh, you never know at the last minute yeah nice one lovely cheers Greg thanks so much for your insight thanks Greg no no problem at all speak soon cheers Cheers, bye Lovely, Greg to meet you. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's really exciting. I, th- I reckon he might be on a booze cruise. <laughs> <laughs> David Sullivan. Imagine everyone's like... <laughs> you just gone to Calais. Jack, Jack, Sullivan, <laughs> Jack Sullivan's like, Oh, you're back, Daddy. Did you get any players? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm cash and carry, mate. <laughs> Did you get Gignac? Oh, I got yeah. some cognac. Yeah, yeah. I got 40,000 bearded Alsaces. <laughs> Had to smuggle these through customs, mate. No players in there. Uh, James, any more breaking news? No, I've now... Twitter's actually not working. Um, a couple that have been removed. I mean, ho- hopefully, throughout this podcast, we've touched on a few deals that may actually happen. Palermo's Ezekiel Munez. Anyone heard of him? No. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Good neither. name, though. And City defender Derek Boyata. Thoughts? Yeah, and we bit, apparently we bid for uh, Shrewsbury Town uh, player earlier. There's a guy at work at Shrewsbury oh, yeah, Town. Got, got re- yeah, got turned down. Said he's very good. This morning I said, <laughs> oh, what I'd really like is a centre midfielder with pace who can, uh, you know, who can drive us forward. And uh, this morning, then we put in a bid for that guy. And the guy goes, that's the guy we are talking about this morning. Apparently he's really good, but really? we haven't got him, so it's pointless. Well, what's he doing at Shrewsbury then? I know. Um, <laughs> he can't be that good. <laughs> um, we should talk as well, a, a couple of attacking midfielders, Blair Turgot and Matthias Fanimo. 
2021 gone. Go Released by mutual consent. Dan, is it a worrying time for our academy? It's been a while, hasn't it? I'm trying yeah. to think. I mean, the one that certainly established yeah. themselves inside, are we looking at Tomkins maybe? Yeah. Or Tom, I mean, it's it's been a while. Yeah. And you can't really see anyone at the moment. I mean, there's a lot of the real, real like sort yeah. of Borg and Burke and there's a few others, but nobody at the moment really popping on the radar. I mean, Elliot Lee, everyone thought was going to do the business. He's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I was speaking to someone in the club and they're saying that this generation of people coming through aren't very good, but the ones underneath them, like that guy who signed well, the other week, yeah. apparently are well, really we, good. We beat Arsenal, five, under-18s beat Arsenal 5-0. Really? Yeah. yeah. Apparently the, the generation after this lot are really top, top jaw. James, you look like you've got some news. Have you got any news? Um, He's got his concentrated face on. No, I thought I had something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just passing wind. I was looking at... Um, Mumford and Sons headline Reading and Leeds. It's from an Arsenal fan who's tweeted uh, that. We've got breaking news from Moose. John F. Kennedy has been <laughs> shot at Dallas. Um, more on that as it happens. Man uh, lands on the moon. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so it's interesting if Fletcher does go to West Brom. Yeah, I mean. And he Fl- passes a medical because the rumours are that he didn't pass medical. Or was it um, due to uh, terms? Who knows? I yeah. mean, it's one of those where it's nothing personal. I'm not, you know, doubting his ability. But why was we... I just can't think where on earth he'd fit in the team. Central midfield seems to be, especially with Kuati coming back, the one area where we seem to have an abundance of players. I mean, I'd like to see Poyet given a, you know, run if if we're that desperate, which we don't seem to be. Mm. I mean, when you're looking at, like you say, central defence and... I mean, if we've lost Zerati and Vazte, they've not been replaced so far. I mean, yeah. surely we've got to be looking at a central sort of attacking midfielder more than a defensive yeah. one. Um, I mean, part of, the, part of the news here is that uh, Zerati might be coming back. That'd I mean, be weird, how'd we, it? How would you feel? James, how do you feel about that? Well, he hasn't played for QPR, which makes me think that maybe he's not the second coming that everyone expects. I mean, if Harry ain't going to take a punt on him, then um, I think you know uh, you know something's not right. Yeah. Our Kabul from Spurs, by all accounts, has, has said he doesn't want to leave the yeah. club. Oh, he really? He doesn't want to leave. Yeah. Breaking news there. If Carlton Cole's going West Brom, surely Zerati coming back isn't the answer. Maybe it is. Mm. What's the question? I'm just talking while I'm looking at my phone. I literally don't, <laughs> know what, I don't even know what I'm saying. This, man, this, show, this shows you what a good job Jim White does. Look at the nonsense. <laughs> I know. The, what, look, oh, here we go. Ex-West Ham employee again. Apparently, uh, Daniel Levy blocked Adebayor's move to us as we're too much of a rival. But really? again, I mean, Adebayor. I what? I He's going to be on a ridiculous deal there, is he? Why? Where, where in earth is Adebayor going to fit in if everyone's fit? If Valencia, yeah. Sacco, Carroll are fit, where's he? I mean, I just don't see the point of it myself. Yeah. I mean, he's a very much a Sam player, but just don't see the point. Yeah. Princess Diana's been in a car crash. <laughs> Moose, Put the oh, Daily Moose. Express down, James. <laughs> Moose is just... Moose. Oh, good God. <laughs> well, I'm delighted now we can actually go live to the editor of the Knees Up Mother Brown fanzine. And we're delighted. Uh, Graham Howley is here. Graham, I understand you've got some breaking news. Just tell us what is happening out there right now in the transfer market. 
Yeah, got some big, big news for you guys right now. There is absolutely nothing happening oh, whatsoever. The excitement. The excitement is through the room. Who, who is nothing? I've not heard of him before. <laughs> he's a, what what position does he play? He's yeah, nothing no, the guy at Sullivan State Chancellor. South, South Americans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> El Salivano. From <laughs> <laughs> El Salvador. Uh, El Facol. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, uh, yeah, there's very little happening. I mean, it's a shame we're not live because it would probably have more impact then if, if we were doing this. Um, but, but uh, just to say that uh, the only move we're really looking at at this stage, and I speak to you with about three hours of the transfer window left, is uh, Colin Cole to West Brom. And uh, if that goes through, we'll possibly have Mauro Zarati back from QPR. Um, but apart from that, it's very, very quiet out there and there's not a lot happening at the moment. And we understand that uh, David Sullivan's got the ump with it all and he's now at home watching TV. Wow. Oh, right. Wow. What's, he watch, what's on like Silent Witness? <laughs> <laughs> what are we watching? Watching repeats. What's on 8 o'clock on a uh, Baby, Monday watching night? watching the uh, Babe Station. Oh, Babe Station. <laughs> Little Jack's gone to bed. Uh, so, Let so, the boy watch. <laughs> Let him watch. Great. Is there any truth we're after a centre-back then? Do you think we'll sign a centre-back tonight? We, we've had a look at a few today. Yeah. Uh, we know that Sullivan was in France. He went over to Mar- say today to look at a couple of players and nothing happened there we've been linked with uh, Kabul is another one uh, Tottenham captain who uh, was possibly coming in but again we understand that uh, a deal was, has not materialised Adebayor was another one uh, we're, we're, you know looking at forwards uh, who we were interested in which would have been quite interesting if we'd assigned those two because I, understand, I, I believe that um, Kabul and Adebayor are Tottenham's captain and vice captain Mm. Uh, so that probably would have been a first if we managed to sign both of those today but uh, as it stands nothing's happening at all so very very quiet unfortunately very very um, miserable uh, deadline day across the board <laughs> even Sky are scratching around for things to talk about so it's uh, that's probably the most amusing thing of the day <laughs> <laughs> um, we should have a quick last word on Darren Fletcher because it looks like he might be going West Brom now so why is he good enough for them and doesn't pass our strict medical standards well, it's an interesting one because, uh, you know, the Nationals um, put out a story at the weekend saying that the deal had failed over personal terms, which isn't quite how we understand it. Uh, there was a post on KUMB, one of our sources, who posts regularly on the forum, uh, mentioned on Saturday that uh, the, the deal had fallen through because of medical issues. This was before it came out that the deal had fallen through at all. So... Uh, it looks like that was scuppered um, because of concerns over his long-term, you know, uh, fitness. Uh, it does look like that's happening at West Brom again. That one's you guys would have been in the studio, of course, recording the podcast. Mm. But it's been announced uh, tonight that that isn't going ahead. The Fletcher to Albion move, so it looks like he's going to stay at Man U for the rest of the season. So a lot of travelling around for nothing. Oh, has that just been announced? Yeah, they've said that yeah in the last hour or so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's not wow. going to Albion. No, wow. no. Wow, breaking news. Okay, right. well, th- thank you very much for your insight, Graham. I mean, uh, shame we didn't have uh, more exciting chances to talk about. Well, I'm quite happy to bring you absolutely nothing every week. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing it for two years now, so why not carry on? Uh, well, <laughs> this might be our last moment of Carlton Cole at West Ham, <laughs> so we should yeah, save yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Lovely. Okay, well, have a good show, boys, anyway, Cheers. and uh, thanks for the call. And, thanks, uh, boss. I'll see you guys. See All you guys right. soon. Bye. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye. We should have a moment the, for Carlton Carl. The G-Man, the G-Man going out there, just uh, yeah, a moment for let's Carlton Carl. Let's, let's have um, five seconds. Let's have five seconds. No, let's just think about all his great goals for us. Right, okay. Right. So. <laughs> can I just say, oh, I love Carl. I think you can sum up Carlton Carl in one match, and that was against Spurs at home, when he scored an absolute world Beauty. And, and then about 30 seconds later, he literally split 
the defence, didn't he, with that pass? I was, watch, I was watching that in Sicily. I went on holiday with missus, watching it in Sicily, and this this tiny screen, I couldn't find a place anywhere showing it, this tiny screen outside, watching on my own, like enjoying it, one nil up. Guess who comes along? A Spurs fan. So it's just me and a Spurs fan watching this match. And then they, I'm like... God damn it! <laughs> F off, mate! But, I mean, it was up Just there with, like, Alex yeah. Song to Downing against yeah. Holdell, but that was yeah. such a brilliant pass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. God bless him. Okay, let's have a quick touch on uh, FA Cup next round, that draw. Uh, confident we're going to get through? Is this our year quarterfinals? Yes, we've spoken about that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. But I just like to... Yeah, I'm confident. Again. Yeah. Dan? <laughs> Draw. Draw? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so What, and then nothing happens? <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's, just, it's like draw Groundhog Day. Today is out. Groundhog Day, so... Uh, God, Look at this that, tough running games. Man, you Southampton, West Brom, so, yeah. Tottenham Palace. <laughs> Chelsea, Arsenal. It goes on and on, doesn't it? Oh. It's not going to be easy. Man City, but look how easy May is. Burnley, Villa, Everton, Newcastle. Easy. 12 points. We'll be sending that <laughs> lot down. Uh, <laughs> we'll be sending all four of them down. Um, but, more short term, Man United on Sunday. Are they there for the taking, Dan? Do you know what? I think two of our best games this season have come against teams where we've mm. gone in thinking we're going to get absolutely nothing. And Liverpool and City are easily our best performances. We didn't fluke those wins. They weren't sort mm. of like, bloody hell, how on earth did we get away with winning that? You know, which mm. you can say against some of the, you know, West Brom away. You know, we really yeah. scraped a win there. And But those were two games that I think we really switched it on. And I just think it'd be just like West Ham mm. to do it again. I don't want to go and jinx it. Yeah. But... Yeah, why not? Yeah, it would be nice. Um, I've got some breaking news here. Broadcast Moose. Uh, Nazi Germany have invaded Poland. <laughs> More on this as it happens. Uh, James, Man United at home on Sunday. Uh, we're going to win. Yeah. You know what? If we can recreate the atmosphere we had against Man City and yeah. against Liverpool, that rip-roaring <laughs> East End atmosphere, I reckon we could win. I'm confident about it. You don't get too many games like that in a season. We've had our fill. Maybe not, because... We're not easy to play against at home at a minute. Yeah. And we're confident. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah, I like your attitude. I mean, we have played... a comes back. Yeah. Colin Cole hasn't really gone West Brom. He turns up to <laughs> score the winner. He flies down with a cape. Zarate <laughs> scores a winner and pulls off his mask. It's yeah. Colin Cole. He's back. He's alive. He's West Ham forever. Yeah. And then God takes him. He just like ascends yeah. into the sky. Yeah. And then the FA come and dock us three points. If they find us 30 points, we get relegated. Uh, I think that was a perfect note to end this episode on. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for it was joining a pleasure. us. I can't believe it took us this long to uh, get you on. Yeah. Been, well, like years in the making. The ankle bracelet's off now. <laughs> you and Russell Brand for the person that's taken the most effort to get on this uh, Still trying. look when you live in Narnia it's quite hard to get up here that's <laughs> that is true say. you've got an 8 hour yeah. journey back to Croydon, yeah. <laughs> <Or of> Croydon. <laughs> uh, you can follow Dan on Twitter at Dapper Dan indeed very good handle Cohen Brothers fan what you can do uh, is watch Dan just um, <laughs> troll the official <laughs> club site <laughs> you really troll. got a discount the other day <laughs> Which makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, and you got a response off them. I the did. <laughs> so basically, you won't be seeing me troll anymore because I've got what I wanted. Time to be fair, go it's on. not actually trolling, it's just going, whoa, good, we're not very good, are we? <laughs> so, like to the official size, if I care. Run out of shirt, run out of medium sized shirts again, have you? <laughs> no. See, I haven't got a cat to kick anymore. <laughs> so I've got to vent the frustration yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, James, thank you very much. Burns. Long as one on the Twitters. Yeah, I'm excited for Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Good. Look forward. To, and if you want to share James' I'm excitement, share that excitement. <laughs> Super Iron scarf yes. out. 
Uh, Come on, you super irons. Well, I mean, that super iron skirt, uh, scarf. Skirt. 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 <laughs> well, that's the next thing. I wear a lovely skirt. But it is turning into a little good luck omen for you, yeah. the super iron scarf. I've got a little scarf, an old school scarf, and, super irons. And every time you get it out, we Cockney we Hammer, form, super irons. Irons. Well. I do a little uh, trumpet yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get too <laughs> emotional, but when we're all together, yeah. we haven't really, you know. Yeah. It's like Captain it. Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Reunite. Twitter's yeah, gone down, rings. so I can't give you any more. I can't end with any uh, update. Other than Uberfax has tweeted, Lil Wayne's album, That Block Is Hot, is almost curse-free, because that's what his mother wanted. <laughs> I think we'll end on this bit of news from uh, Broadcast <laughs> Moose. Happy New Year. <laughs> John Lennon's day. Happy, happy <laughs> 1975. Millennium. 1975. <laughs> happy Millennium. Oh, we uh, love you, Moose. Yeah, we love you, Moose, really. Lovely, lovely man. Uh, you can follow myself, Chris, on CJ Skull, Skull with a C on Twitter. Also, email the podcast, podcast at KUMB. You can follow Graham Haller, who joined us a little earlier. He's on uh, KUMB, D-O-T-C-O-M. On Twitter, there's the Knees Up Mother Brown forum and the Knees Up Mother Brown Facebook group. We will speak to you next week. Sponsor. After the uh, Man United game. But like we said at the top of the show, if you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, it's finally happening. We are going to have a sponsor very soon. And if you're interested in being that sponsor, there's up there. we can tell you the whole thing if you email podcast at kmb.com. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you all oh, next week. Oh, we've just week. signed someone. No, we haven't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you are. <laughs>